0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 54, 54, time trundles on by, it doesn't seem that long ago since this podcast launched, but we're up to episode 54 already, it's madness, it's True Cult Pop, the music podcast with me, Stephen Hill, A Stephen Hill in somewhat disbelief, I feel what I've done there Gaz, I would usually give Gaz a much better intro than this, but I'm just going to bring him in because I'm about to ask him something. Hello. uh, Gaz, how you doing?
1: Hello, I'm alright mate, I'm alright. Good, right. good. What, I don't what's like... The, what's the burning question?
0: I don't like people who talk about themselves in a third person, and I fear I've just done that.
1: I don't like people, so fine.
0: Okay, well then it's a good job that whatever I was to do in this circumstance, <laughs> it would not be good enough to meet no, your lofty standards that I'm trying not to... Not a chance. Whenever not you a say, chance.
1: I'm just like... I desp- I already despise what you're about to say in five minutes' time. It's, it's fair. already making me angry.
0: It's fair. There are people on the internet who are genuinely like that. It's nice to be here, though. If you're not one of those people, thanks very much for tuning in as oh. ever. On this week's show, we are going to be doing. Uh, we going to be having a little game of
1: sorts, aren't we? Oh, we're playing a little uh, that, game. That's kind of you know keeping it on brand, I guess, in mm-hmm. regards to what's you know the number one film in the country, isn't it? I want to play a game. Is that number one?
0: Is yeah. it over the Exorcist, the crap yeah,
1: Exorcist? Oh, oh god! Yeah, but the only good thing about the new Exorcist film come out, it, we got a full-on fucking Kermodian rant. It's Love been it. far too long, mm-hmm. probably since Sex in the City that we've had a fucking no. This is bullshit rant from uh, Sir Mark of Kermodshire, and it was bloody lovely.
0: It was great. I'm slightly loath to immediately point you at a much more high-profile and better podcast than ours but in this instance yeah komodo mayo they are very very good but they talk about films they don't talk about music they very rarely talk about music
1: well they've cast their net a bit further these days now they've kind of rebranded it it does include tv it does include
0: tv it does include tv it's a good podcast but is it as good as this one yes but is it really yeah anyway this week's show, as I mentioned, we're going to play a little game. That is good good knowledge. Yeah, it's come out at the right time. Good knowledge. Um, The Box ABC game. Now, if you are one of our patrons, I was going to tie this in much more succinctly than I actually have. Seamless. But, but whatever. If you are one of our patrons, you probably heard me and Gaz or me and Sam playing the abc box game with certain songs so what it is essentially is there are big songs there are big iconic anthemic songs sometimes those songs can be overplayed and we will be sorting the wheat from the chaff from your suggestions later on it's just basically going to be me and gaz kind of mulling over and chewing over some of the biggest songs in the history of music should be a laugh should be <laughs> a gonna laugh
1: be great. are we going to make Britpop pop fans angry let's see
0: quite possibly quite possibly <laughs> as i said you can hear that if you go over to our patreon page and you should you should do that you should go over to patreon.com forward slash true cult pop and sign up i'll tell you why a little bit of personal stuff here i had the man round yesterday guys you know about this I had the man round looking at my house gonna get some stuff done to my house oh. he quoted me do you know how much he quoted me for the... I'm I, I'm not looking for anything lavish, by the way, before I tell you how much mm. this is. I'm not looking for anything. I'm, I'm not trying to get a kind of swimming pool shaped like a Jack Daniels bottle or anything absurd. I don't, I don't want don't a I water slide. All. All right. okay, do you know what <laughs> I mean? I don't want a like, shooting range or anything, a tennis court mm. or anything like that. I just want basic, normal stuff. I mean, are they essential things that I want to do into my house? I'd like a bath, right? I've only got a shower at the moment. I quite like a bath. Is that essential? Probably yeah. not. But some of the other things, the ball pays not great. You know, it's not been decorated for a long time. My mum had it in a certain mm. way. Mm. Fifty grand. He was like all in. Fifty grand. <laughs> Fifty grand. Fifty thousand. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't pounds. get a Jack
1: Daniels straight swimming pool in that?
0: Mate, my 50 house is grand. My house is was built in the year nineteen hundred and two. It's an old Oh, house. wow. Okay. It's, a, it's an old cottage. It looks mm. nice from the outside. It's just when you touch anything.
1: Just don't touch anything. <laughs> <Just> don't <laughs> touch. It's, a, it's like a museum. It's really it nice. It's very beautiful. But just do not touch just anything.
0: You can't touch anything in the house. <laughs> I do feel... I've got a spare room on the side of the house, right? Yeah. And it's like walking into an Adam West Batman joker's ledge you know it's like literally oh. on the side i'm like i Brilliant. feel like this room's about to just fall off the side of my house so i've got to have loads of stuff done to it so what i'm saying basically is come on guys help me out with doing my, doing my, house, yeah. doing my house up patreon.com forward slash true cult pop you can help us out and you can help me out with all the diy mm. stuff what i need to do if you go over tomorrow if you listen to this podcast today it comes out you can hear me and Gaz talking about the album A Piece of Strange by Cunny Linguists. Now, we haven't actually recorded this yet, mm. so I don't know what you think about it. Although, I do know what you think about it. Yeah, you do. You do. Because I've heard
1: it. Oh, yeah, because you've listened to it. It's like, oh, that sounds I... like 90s hip-hop. Mm-hmm. mm want I wonder mine like this.
0: Even though it's 2006 hip-hop. Yeah. I think this will inspire an interesting conversation between a pair of us, you know, mate. Oh, God, yes. I really do. Mm. I really do. I think that's all I'm going to say about that for now. But if you've not heard that album and you've got, you know, an hour free today, hour and a bit free today, g- go and give it a listen before tomorrow's podcast. And if you haven't signed up, go and give it a listen. Sign up. And then also... Give us a listen talking about it and what I assume will be quite an enthusiastic podcast, I reckon.
1: Two thumbs. Way the fuck up.
0: Way the fuck up. Yeah. Way the fuck up. Also, if you sign up for the £5 a month tier, where you get all the big, top quality podcasts, this coming Wednesday, we're going to be talking you through that mad period in time where it looked like we were going to get that new Metallica. We talked about the new Metallica for years. who's going to be the new Metallica and then Trivium came along with ascendancy and we all went well there they are and for a very brief moment when that album was around yeah. Yeah. genuinely quite a lot of people thought, there we go. we finally got the new Metallica. We'll be like, discussing
1: that basically until until the, everyone heard the anthem for the first time it was like mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that podcast in a nutshell, basically. If you want, if you yeah. want that spread out over two hours, yeah. patreon.com forward slash Dukat Pot. But I do love that album. I do love it.
1: Oh, it's it's a modern day classic. It's one of the albums that got me back into the heavy metals. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a few you can put in your hands. That's one of them. Leviathan's another. But anyway, I've said too much. I'm, I'm sorry. Parking that shit. He
0: said, wait. We've already we've already basically. Distilled a two hour podcast into what a sentence, yeah. Skip to the end, (laughs) ah, god, right? What we've been listening to before we get into it, what have we been listening to this week? Well, I'll tell you what I've been listening to. Mm. I, the other day, I'm I'm I I listened to the new album from a very good British modern rock band. I'm not going to say who, they might be a bit gothy All right, there's your clue. Oh,
1: have
0: you? I've got to get you sent that
1: yeah i did send well, say, well yeah yeah well I, I i i've listened to the first song on, on it because mm-hmm. it's on you know your fruit based device yep. streaming platform mm-hmm. i was like oh someone's been listening to ghost
0: someone has been listening someone has and, been listening and, and to and it was, jim steinman and <laughs> yeah you know, yeah and it's and it creeper like, basically
1: yeah and then the key change comes in it's just like, of course there's a fucking key oh. change of course there is it's like heart. It's like hearts on fire all over again. <laughs> Spo- it
0: really fucking is. I mean, spoiler <laughs> for my as so I just say it now. Spoiler for when it comes out and spoiler for when we come to review it. The new Creeper album is Chef's Kiss. I think. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that. I then went. Oh man, Creeper! What a good time it was when a load of good British bands came along around 2016, and it was a good time for kind of young British rock music. And I started listening to a bunch of them, and I ended up listening to all of technology by don broco which is uh the third album from the english british english yeah in, of course they're english yeah, for a english, minute i thought yeah. they were welsh they're not welsh
1: no that's the other lot oh come on don't compare them with them anyway feeding don for, broco i was talking about a funeral for a friend didn't you okay fine about what <laughs> a
0: poppy welsh pop rock bands are not feeder Another 60 Foot Mm, Dolls. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Don Broco. So I was listening to Technology by Don Broco from 2018. And I just thought, what an app! I mean, the whole album. But basically, this is less a song of the week and more an album. But I did pick Come Out to LA as the song. Mm. I just remember hearing this when this album came out. And it was... I didn't really have a lot of time for Don Broco, particularly before that. I would liked a couple of their singles. I liked, get up for the money, for the power of the fame. I like that. And then I heard this, and I thought they were going to be a bit like one of those sort of Mallory Noxy type bands. I heard this, it was brilliant. And I particularly thought, the balls on you lot to make, basically a sort of alt-rock reggae song, It's absolutely wonderful. It's such, such a weird song come out to LA. Come on, do a lick. Come do it. And it's got about 19 hooks on it. It still makes me absolutely piss my pants with laughter. But in in a very, very, you know, I I love it. I do, I do genuinely, genuinely love it. It's a great song. I mean the whole album, like I say, I think it's very, very good. But come out to LA, oh, it's such a banger. It's such a banger.
1: It is it's an absolute banger. It's um it's one of those songs that's part of that like exclusive club where um, where the drummer sings the song.
0: It is, yeah. Like... Yeah. Um,
1: what, well, All of China Drum?
0: All of China Drum. <laughs> I was trying to uh, think of... I'm
1: In Love With My Car, Queen. Yeah. Uh, Cold uh, in The Sun.
0: Monkey Boy, do you remember them?
1: Vaguely. Mm, he did. Not great. I'm, I'm boy in there. Death all Above 1979. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. Fucking run. Yeah. That's the gold standard. Yeah, I've I've listened to um, I've listened to technology in a long, long time. Um, like, very similar to you. I I painted them as yeah another Umi at six, Mallory Knox, just shite karang bands that I will have <laughs> no fucking interest in. And the only the only reason I kind of even kind of gave a shit and gave them it even. A cursory listen was the fact that Lonely the Brave um, went out on tour with them uh, in about oh, I don't know when now 2015 2016 I think around about that sort of time yeah uh, and I was like okay well, if Lonely the Brave I, I should check them out then Really, you know, I I was just like fuck me <laughs> he's got some fucking hooks man it's, it's like, Duran Duran, Duran but it is. It's, it's got soul in it though bigger and, and, riffs, and, and, like, of... new, new romantic fucking funk bass lines and mm. But it is definitely, you know, uh, it comes under the, you know, old rock kind of um, umbrella. But it is, it's such a bang. It was it was actually lovely listening to it today, with, which is what essentially is, I think, the last day of warm summer? Nice weather. Summer. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going there again. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no. No, no, no. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, the, I think the weekend is like fucking 10 degrees or something. And it was quite nice yeah. hearing something nice and shiny and poppy on you know the last day we're actually going to have a bit of warmth where I won't be wearing a fleece to work. Yeah, great. Great fucking choice. And I think Jason Perry produced this album as well. He did. He did? He did. He did produce it alongside Dan
0: Lancaster
1: mm.
0: who I am not familiar with the name, I've got to be honest, but he has worked with prominent global acts. I'm reading his Wikipedia page. Such it's as Blink, 18, Blink 182, Five Seconds of Summer, Bring Me The Horizon, one okay rock, Learn of the Atlantis, Don Broco, Muse, and a day to remember. Lower than Atlantis have done well to get themselves on that list, haven't they? Yeah, bloody mate, hell. hell, Muse <laughs> Blink 182.
1: Lower Atlantis, <laughs> <Laura Linus. laughs> fucking hell, wow, fair enough. Wow. Good
0: for you, good for you, Learn. Yeah, fair, flagging your way. Onto well, that's the a genius Wikipedia of Wikipedia
1: because blatantly, someone from lower <laughs> than Atlantis went onto that page and edited it themselves.
0: Possibly, God, bless couldn't them. possibly say now it's only been out five years so who knows how big a cultural footprint come out to LA will leave but I tell you what will and has left a hell of a fucking footprint is your pig
1: yeah <laughs> um, RIP David McCullum mm-hmm. I think it was, it was either last week or the week before he died legendary kind of TV actor uh, I think he did stage and screen. He did a lot, you know. renaissance man. Um, obviously, first came to kind of prominence in, uh, I think, 66, 67, when he was cast as Ilya Kuryakin uh, in The Man From U.N.C.L.E. with Robert Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got a massive kind of second wins, like a second bookend to his kind of career, but being in NCIS for fuck knows how many years it was 15 years or something it was a long long time um basically you know your favorite bloody police procedural drama
0: <laughs> I, i've never watched it I have to oh say. it's all right it's it. all right
1: it's no CSI miami that's the fucking gold standard for that kind of shit mm. but um diagnosis
0: but f- murder is the closest oh, thing
1: oh yeah oh us give me some dick van dyke yes please he might, he's he's fucking immortal. His is son is he still alive, Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, his son Barry Van Dyke was in diagnosis mode, and he looks older than his dad. It's so weird. But anyway, um, obviously you know, David McCallum died uh, last week, and he basically exploded the internet um, because he was actually a classically trained musician. Released mm-hmm. a couple of albums uh, at the end of the sixties, and um, there's an album from nineteen sixty-seven called uh, "A Bit More of Me." Uh, and there was a track on there called The Edge. The Edge is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "I was more than fine. It's fucking iconic, mate. Uh, it was a composition r- r- written by a composer, David Axelrod, that um, Dave McCullum kind of played on, uh, on this album. It's an album of kind of like easy listening kind of Kind of jazz, right? Sort yeah, jazz, it was yeah. kind of jazzy kind of like Ipcrest file kind of yeah. Cool Britannia kind of that kind of swinging 60s kind of thing mm. um, of like covers of Beatles songs and all the usual kind of shit you know but there's one track on it, this track called The Edge um, which was kind of legendarily sampled in the seminal um, 2000s uh, track by Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg, Corrupt and Nate Dogg the next episode mm-hmm. yeah um, Ba-da-da-da-da. It's some motherfucking mother, Doop
0: Dog, yeah, Stoop absolutely, dog.
1: yeah, and it's it's mental, and it kind of it, I I saw all these people, these like hip hop heads, kind of like reacting that that was the song that was sampled. You know, it was like, oh my god, it's the, you know, the guy from fucking NCIS, what? Ah. You know. Yeah, and I haven't listened to the original in a long, long time, but it's just there's just something really fucking cool and almost secret agent soundtracky kind of vibe to it i love all that kind of shit
0: love it yeah it's it's so hard to listen to this song without thinking yeah about
1: you, you're waiting for it to come in go, to go strange
0: to come in yeah. you can't you can't it's yeah. really really difficult once you've heard it like that you go, there's a few songs like that but then actually and i do think it's a good song it's a little bit the same as um i got there by labby seafree which is obviously yeah. was sampled yeah, but again, by Dr. Dre for yeah, yeah. "My Name Is" by Eminem, yeah. and when it gets to that, but but you go, hi, my
1: name, and you go, oh yeah, no, always, no, no,
0: it's it's not always. coming, it's not coming. But both of those songs are. I mean, I think I got
1: there by Labby c is fucking. Oh my god, fantastic you, you know, song. You know, plays the the keyboard riff on that. No, who? The that Eminem sampled. I don't. Chaz know. Hod- Chaz Hodges from Chaz and Dave. No. He was a fucking session player, right, at this point in his career. That bam, ba-la-dum, ba-la-dum. That's Chaz Hodges. So basically, Chaz Hodges earns money from an Eminem song.
0: I'll tell How you what, mad is that? if you'd said mad to me, you can do six degrees of separation between Eminem and yeah. Chaz and Dave, I'd have gone, yeah. oh, you probably can, but it ain't going to be easy. Do it one move, mate. <laughs> do it in <laughs> one move. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. But yeah, this is this yeah. is very good. And I have an interesting thing about this, because I looked it up, right? Yeah. This song, The Edge, I should say. Not, I got that. The Edge has been sampled by 43 different artists, yeah. 43 different Man. songs. John yeah. Legend, Kendrick Lamar, and my favourite, Kevin Federline, who's coming up on True Crap Pop one day.
1: Amazing. Don't worry about that. He's K- coming up. Big up the K-Fed. K-Fed,
0: he's coming up. Don't you worry about that. Oh, big time.
1: Brilliant. and you just think that
0: why on earth would you try and sample this now i wouldn't dare you wouldn't because you've got the original and you go fair play you got the original yeah. and it's cool you're right it is cool and i did like the kind of when it got past
1: yeah the, the bit that you know you, know, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah, go
0: yeah. I, this is pretty fucking rad actually it's quite it hard cool. to shake
1: yeah.
0: it all out of your mind but it's good yeah. but if you're trying to sample it I think you're a bit of a lunatic, really. I Jog. Think you're on a hiding to nothing, unfortunately. But yeah, cool. R.I.P. David McCallum, it is great. Yeah, and he's given us, you know, one of the most iconic sounds. Him and Jazz yeah. and, and Dave. Yeah. Just Jazz, actually.
1: <laughs> just
0: Jazz. Not just, Dave. Just Jazz. Just Jazz. That's brilliant. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Right. Um, before we move on and get into the songs, I did see this bit of news. I was going to chat about it. It's only come up about five hours ago. Corey Taylor from Slipknot obviously, has said <laughs> that he is in constant pain when he walks, apparently. Uh, he's been talking about his potential kind of retirement and how long he thinks it will be before he retires. He reckons he has about five years left. He says people don't realise how hard it is to be in a band doing what he did. He says, there's there's a silly handful of things that I wanna do, I'm looking to try and do, and I'm being proactive in doing them, but once I run out of ideas, I'll just be like, right, time to find my favorite chair and gain some weight. I have a lot of freaking miles on me. It's hard for me, as people don't realize this, but when I walk, I'm in almost constant pain. It's my knees, it's my feet. You know, I've got a broken toe on this foot. I've got gout across my feet, which is up to my joints, and it's tough. I'm not as nimble as I used to be. I'm not 35 anymore. And I saw this and I was like, yeah, I think we've got a new Rolling Stones album coming in a few weeks, right? Paul McCartney headlined Glastonbury at 80. Mm. And that is very impressive. And I wouldn't want to take anything away from those artists at all and say, like, oh, it's easy or whatever. But there really is a difference between being Paul McCartney or being Keith. I mean, look, Mick Jagger puts a lot into his performances, even at this age. You know, he's pretty remarkable. Steven Tyler, every time I see an Aerosmith, I go, wow, bloody hell. We have just had footage recently from Angus Young on the Power Trip Festival, or Angus Old, as you called yeah. him in our WhatsApp group.
1: Fair? That was Doris going for the early Bird special, it? it? was, yeah.
0: And you know, the memes of like Elton John walking on stage and being like, it looks like your nan coming in to get you some sandwiches. When he when he, when he played Glastonbury. Well, can I hear a boy? If you want a ham sandwich, I've only got salt and vinegar, Chris. <laughs> yeah. You want a bag of crisps as well? I a penguin. And a, bottle of <laughs> a glass of squash.
1: glass of squash.
0: And, not, no, and you do go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got get, but you yeah. cannot do, you know, this whole thing like, oh, Slipknot can be the new Metallica. They can be the new Maiden. Uh, you know, again, two bands who physically exert themselves quite a lot. But Bruce Dickinson and James Hetfield, were never jumping off of speaker stacks. They were never jumping off of balconies. They were never, you know, vomiting into their mask and bouncing up and down and doing the things. You look at it with, you know, the Dillinger Escape Plan splitting up. They just were fucked. And saying that, I went to see Better Lovers the other day and they were brilliant. And Greg did Mm. climb up the, uh, what's it called? The lighting rig, jump into the crowd. And it was great. But he's not going to be doing that when he's in his 50s, I don't think. I just no. don't think it's going to happen. And so I'm actually not that surprised. And it makes it even more, this whole thing of like, oh, don't worry, because when Metallica and Maiden go, we'll still have Slipknot. I don't know if we will.
1: I'm not I sure. think Slipknot, Slipknot might end up retiring before Metallica and
0: Maiden. I, I honestly wouldn't be that surprised. I mean, we're down to like what? Sev, six original members now?
1: Or Slipknot, yeah.
0: Right about that. So we lost... We, there's three that we've lost at this point, right? Yeah. Is it three? Is, is
1: yeah.
0: It? yeah. Yeah. So you've got a new drummer, Tortilla Man, new bass player, and then the original chaps.
1: Yeah.
0: And you just think, like, oh, it's getting to that point where maybe... Mind you saying that, if they do what Gene Simmons is suggesting and that KISS play forever because you just somebody else puts the mask on, somebody else puts the face paint on, maybe There's not. That. Maybe
1: not. There is that. I slip not a brand like KISS though. I kinda of, well, in some ways they are, I suppose. Well, I
0: kind of think they might be, you know. Maybe not like Kiss. Kiss are kinda of, kinda of gross with it, aren't they? Yeah.
1: yeah. Kind
0: of shameless just yeah. Whatever makes I, you money, and I don't think
1: Slipknot are, are No. That. Well, sometimes I kind of think Corey Taylor is that, but I don't think Slipknot. Are as a, I mean, I mean, would it be a case that you know Slipknot retiring and then just you know Corey going out and doing his? God-awful acoustic shows. Where he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Where he, where he's doing the bloody, Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob's... Oh, for fuck's sake. My son showed me that clip at the weekend. I was like, yeah, I've seen it. I haven't it. seen that. Oh, it's probably for the best My Son's a massive SpongeBob fan. Okay. Like, mo- like most kids with the pulse. Yeah, you know, yeah. SpongeBob's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. It's... um Yeah, Corey coming out in some enormous dome. with Just an acoustic around his neck. And... You know, he goes, Are you ready, kids? And all the whole crowd's like, Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, Lazzilla Pineapples. Oh, God. And it's, you know, it's god awful fucking solo albums. and It's so you know, mad. You, the way Corey Taylor has changed over the years is mad. Yeah, massively. Isn't it? It's he's so he, does he mad. Does he think like he's like a fucking what? Like a raconteur these days or something?
0: I, well, is, I think he kind of, kind of is, right? I mean, you know, we've all <laughs> seen Stone Sour. Right? He does his solo stuff, he does his spoken word tours. He, he, no one you don't think of him as that bloke in that mask t- and i suppose like he never no. probably never really was anyway right because no, no one char- like that ca- all the time are it's they? it's
1: character and that's cool we we never forget the first time i I will never ever forget the first time i saw the, the spit it out video mm. on like you know the i think it was the vh1 fucking rock show you know early 99 that fucked up kind of grainy footage from you know the Ozfest and the video and stuff and that mm. that little that little kid dressed up like Joey Jordenson on the on the tricycle. Mm. You know, like that like shit. I think
0: that was Joey Jordison. He's just oh, quite <laughs> small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, sorry. I probably came out as really offensive. I'm really sorry. No, no. Joey but, was yeah. a short man, definitely. He was. He was it was Metallica's, sec- Metallica's second best drummer.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, like I look through old copies of Kerrang! and stuff as we do for our research and whatnot. I was yeah. actually looking through one the other day and there was an interview with Slipknot and I was looking at him and I was like, they don't bear any resemblance to the band they are now. And you could probably say that about most bands, but I think it's particularly, you know, prominent on in the fact of, in the, the case of Corey Taylor where you're like you are yeah. so different like to the That's the nice. original persona of what you got mm. so you know look fair play to him he is yeah. I, I don't want to hear his solo material I don't really want to hear no. him
1: you know I'm not that interested in a new Slipknot album really to be honest I'm it's not, been a long no, time no. it's been a long time since, since I gave, gave a fuck but they you know they that fucking right to be on that top table and I will never take that away from a man you're going to see him fun. live
0: right Yeah. huh you're going to see him live though right I'd always want to go and see Slipknot
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. I'd yeah. Yeah, I I still always you know go and see Slipknot live um, um, fucking you know that that back catalogue is bulletproof that's yeah, brilliant a greatest wow. hit to Slipknot is well you know just the greatest hit set yeah 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 from the first three albums <laughs> i still see people
0: online defending all hope is gone and i'm like oh fuck off what are you hearing in it's, all hope it's is gone rubbish it is it's, rubbish. it's actually rubbish yeah it's actually a rub if if i if a bunch of 14 year old kids sent me that and this is our first demo i'd tell them to give up It's rubbish. (laughs) It's a rubbish album. Like, let alone the slipknot. I mean, fucking hell. So I saw somebody say it was their best album the other day. I just think you can't be allowed ears. on There are people who don't have ears. Yeah. And you're wasting yours. So unfair. Anyway, yeah, I think it's. I mean, you look at someone like Henry Rollins, right? Henry Rollins, Black Flag and then a Rollins band. Physically difficult for him for a long time, and then when he couldn't do it, he just didn't do it. And he, yeah. Henry Rollins is a lot younger than your Keith Richards. Or the, there are, there are a cod the odd occasion where like Iggy Pop, I think, is somebody who you go, how, how how are you still doing this? The Collar Brothers, you're going to be sick of it all. It is mad how the shape that the Collar Brothers keep themselves in, but it's that I think it's just a very difficult sort of thing, and I think comparing to Slipknot. As just because they're an arena band to other arena bands I think doesn't quite tell the story and it's um, a sort of timely reminder of that I would say yeah
1: definitely and it's also one less you know rock and metal headliner mm. in an ever decreasing pull yeah it really uh, is yeah. there you go
0: anyway let's move on let's talk about what we are going to talk about on the show this week just to remind you as I said at the top we have a bit of a shtick when we're doing big albums there's always a big song on a big album And we talk about said song over at patreon.com forward slash true cop. Pop 50 grand to do my house up. Can you just spare us a quid? So it's £49,999. That could be the difference. That could be you. That could could be you. Um, So, yeah, look. There are huge, anthemic, massive songs throughout the world. Some of them you want to listen to. Some of them have lost their allure. (laughs) We do the game, box A, with the song. Box A, I don't want to hear it ever again. It's overplayed. Heard it too many times. It's lost all of its flavour for me. I don't want to hear it. Box B, if it comes on, I will listen to it and go, you know what, this is really good. Yes, I enjoy it, but I don't need to hear it again. I don't need to put it on. Box C, it is an anthem. It is a banger. Play it forever play it forever and ever on repeat on loop i will never ever get bored of it those are the three boxes that is the criteria all we need are massive massive songs and we went on our social media and we asked you for songs and we got like an absolutely unbelievable response so many people so 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 many so i haven't really made a list i'm just gonna go through them as and when i see them gaz go through them we're going gonna to riff it out, basically. We're going to riff it out. Let's start with Tom G. Wario. Because I think this is a good one. This will be an interesting one. He says... It's on Twitter, by the way. Radiohead Creep. Oh, now, up. it is a good start.
1: I'm going gonna,
0: gonna to take this one straight away. I'm going to say Box A. I do not need to hear Creep ever again never need to hear creep ever again radiohead are one of the great bands again as i said about rem being one of the great bands of my lifetime the same applies to radiohead they have a pretty flawless back catalogue if there is a flaw in the Radiohead back catalogue it is about half of pablo honey (laughs) right and i don't think creep is in the top Three or four best songs on Pablo Honey. It's a little bit derivative when you compare it to the rest of their material. It's a bit dreary. I've heard it so many. It was, you know, it was great at the time. I do not need to hear Creep ever again, ever again. That's my take.
1: Fair. What are you saying? I'm gonna. Well, if you'd asked me this, I don't know 10, 10 years ago, fifteen years ago, Box A. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'd rather Mm -hmm. rip my ears off and um, stab myself in the eye than listen to Creep again. But now, because I do hear it so fucking rarely, the rare times, if I'll put on absolute radio 90s, you will guarantee you will hear Creep, (laughs) guarantee, front and centre. And I heard it a few weeks ago, and it it, it, it was all right. It was alright. but by, by the time it got to the to the end bit the uh, I was wailing along like a mid forties
0: That twat, bit is quite good. Now I'm thinking about know. it. Yeah.
1: But it got to the ends and I was like, cool. I've done it here for another ten years. Mm. But I'm gonna get go, yeah, I'm gonna go but I'm gonna go box B because <laughs> It's probably the Radiohead song, I don't, you know, if you lined up all the kind of famous ones, I guess, that you would kind of likely to hear on radio, whatever. It would be the one I'd want, probably want to hear the least, I think. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's um, got, it's the only Radiohead song with a billion streams on Spotify. One billion three hundred sixty-four thousand eight hundred ninety-six. 364,896. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, that's million, isn't it? One billion three hundred sixty-four million. Eight hundred ninety-six thousand one hundred seventy-one plays, which is far beyond. No what surprises. Second? No surprises is second. Oh. Five and nineteen million plays. It's a long way away. A long, long, long way away. I
1: never, I ne I never really like No
0: Surprises. Oh, I like No Surprises. Mm. This is my favorite. Anyway, I preferred the that. I
1: preferred the Mark and Lard version.
0: <laughs> I mean. I'm just going to assume you think that about every song, to be honest. Well,
1: it depends, depends <laughs> if Mark if the Shire Horses covered it or not. <laughs>
0: if they did, I'm going to assume you prefer that version. I'm going to assume right. that the Shire Horses okay. are your favourite artists of all time because he seemed to say oh, it a lot.
1: Definitely up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about Creep the other day because I was in a coffee shop and it was really quiet and there was a bloke sat at a table and I was waiting for them to make my coffee and he went, and, he co- and I always think that the Bitting creep that sounds like a cough. The guitar sounds like a cough because he was just sat there and he went, <clears throat> and I went, and I'm oh, a what, creep. <laughs> what perfectly in time? That's yeah, honestly, he did. He went,
1: <clears throat> and
0: I was like, did, he's just done.
1: Did you sing it the in the shop? In my head, I went, no. Oh, in your head. Creep. Oh, you should have done it. And you, you know, you locked eyes, and it would have been an absolute shared moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I should have done great.
0: I didn't oh. want to because
1: a little and nod. Know.
0: Box A for me. Okay. okay, Joe Bell Peace Prize on Twitter has suggested three. I might take all three of them, but there's one in particular that I want to take. So he's gone. He said today by Smashing Pumpkins, Self Esteem by Offspring. But I want to start with this one, Basket Case by Green Day. Oh. Now the reason why I want to start with this one right. is because I went into. A shop the other day it wasn't the coffee shop where the man coughed I went to his shop the other day and they were playing Dookie in the shop
1: right oh really and
0: they weren't just what? playing they weren't just playing Dookie they, were, they weren't just playing like a Green Day's Greatest Hits or Green Day went on the radio or something they were playing Dookie because it Burn was out and but yeah and I was and like it. oh Cause it kind of went from, uh, yeah, it went to Longview from what's the song? I can't remember what the song before Longview. Uh, having a blast. Having a blast, and it went into and I was like, and I was like, oh, they're they're playing they're playing Dookie, the so I was thing. like, I'm gonna hang around here. I was like looking for a shirt. I'm gonna hang around here for a bit, and it got to Basket Case, and when Basket Case came on, because I was a bit like, oh, it's gonna be Basket Case in a minute. Oh, pff. When Basket Case came on, I almost had to stop in my tracks and go. This is brilliant. Like all of it was really good. It reminded me of how good Dookie was, right? Yeah. But I was like, Basket, this is great. This is so great. I haven't played it since. only a few days ago. So I guess that makes it a box B. But I have to say, man, Basket Case, I've not delib- I've not accident I've not deliberately listened to it for years. I've not even accidentally listened to it that much. But in that particular instance, it just sounded so fucking
1: good. It's a great song. What was, it, what was the shop you were in? Did you just like kind of gone got into a time machine in, back to the mid-90s? Funnily enough, was those, mate. Like, old, alternative clothing sales. Funnily enough, yeah. <laughs> right,
0: it was actually a 90s, um, what are they called? A sort of uh, vintage clothes shop, but it was all 90s stuff. So oh, I, really? ne- I was going to buy a, a <laughs> Brett. is now
1: vintage. That's why, I, know. Steve. <laughs> I was
0: g- yeah, I know. It's fucking depressing. I nearly bought a Brett the Hitman Heart t shirt, but it was £75. Pounds. I was like, fuck yeah. off.
1: Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah
0: there are a few things in there. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I looked, there's a Take That t shirt. My girlfriend was like, you are not spending £70 pounds on a, t- a Take That t shirt, which has Howard Donald with dreads on it.
1: Oh, she was
0: like, absolutely oh, not. Nobody, like, else here, not fucking... nobody else, Nobody else, Yeah, she was, like, no she was like, no, no way. She's like, no way. And yeah, wow, well, man, you, you could forgot. have said
1: you were buying it for me. I could have done. I mean, and, she, she and, and, to... then, and, and then I lent it to you. <laughs>
0: I was like, oh, my mate Mark really likes Brett Hitman heart Maybe we we'll get getting that. And like, oh, fucking hell, seventy quid. I yeah. don't like him that much. But anyway, yeah, well, they they were playing Dookie in it. They were playing Dookie in there
1: with uh, the nineties stuff. That's mad. Um, yeah, I th- I th- yeah, I think it's. <laughs> It's box B for me because I will never purposely go and go like, hey, you know, so I've listened to in about five minutes, basket case. But when you listen, if when when you listen to Dookie, I I I do, you know, once or twice a year, I will purposely put on those albums, like Nevermind, like Dookie, like Smash, and I'll listen to them all the way through, from opening chords to final crescendo. And when you hear "Basket Case" in that, in the context of that album, oh, it's very good because the sequencing of Dookie is fucking amazing. Yeah, it really is good. Amazing. Uh, 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 when you, yeah, just when that that you know the, the palm of fuck, I'm not going to teach you how to fucking suck eggs, but you know, do you have the time just to be one? That everyone fucking plays wrong. No one could play "Basket Case" correctly except for Billy Joe Armstrong. Everyone fucking plays it wrong on the guitar. But 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 t- yeah, taking it context with the album, it's great. And w- when he gets to that bit, just for the you know the quote unquote solo, the rare being to control, so a better. By that point, I'm I'm I've just lost mm. all fucking like use of my limbs, and I'm just I'm 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 16 again, seeing him do it on top of the pops, and going, what the fuck is this? And going down Woolworths the next day and buying the Bass and K single, you know. <sighs>
0: I it went, when it went dun 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 at the end, I was yeah. almost a bit like, "Oh man, that's the yeah. end of it." It's yeah, really it goes, great.
1: Yeah, but then it goes ding ding. She she screws in silence. That's true. Yeah, I, I <laughs> even good.
0: stayed to listen to I was Alone." I was all by myself. I even stayed to wow. listen to that.
1: You listen to the whole fucking. I just know. a long they, album? They, they, is it? Was that a like, but Did they come up to you and go, "Are you all right? Are you lost?" Well,
0: look, there's a you few. The wee a, old man. There's a few things. One, I, well, I was waiting for my girlfriend to come, and I was like, "Oh, have a look at this right. stuff." Two, I did try on the seventy-five-pound Brett the Hitman Heart T-shirt, and three, yeah. they had a dog in there, so I was
1: like, oh, "I'll stroke fair. the dog as well." Fair, yeah. You wouldn't have got me out for hours. So I'd just be there with the dog.
0: Too expensive that shot, but fair play to him for.
1: i was the only
0: person in there as well i mean i was there for a while i looked at every single piece of clothing in there they had a nsync t-shirt as well that was like 80 quid and it was a fruit of the loom one i was like you are mad (laughs) you are mad trying to sell out
1: all all the t-shirts we both had back in the 90s and we wore them to fucking death so they literally disintegrated and fell off our backs like ash you know Mm -hmm not the band all all, all these t-shirts right <laughs> Well, um they're now t- insanely expensive mm-hmm. vintage 90s t-shirts. Oh, i say expensive uh, i i'm now uh oh, i think i think the uh, the auction finishes tomorrow but i'm currently top 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 boy top bidder on a on a vintage 1994 television t-shirt <laughs> Yes. I'm not telling you at the front because all you cunts out there. Will try. I know, by the time this goes out, the auction will be finished. I so fuck it, don't matter. <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's a yellow one. Pretend best friends i
0: remember that <laughs> yeah. do you know what if yeah, i'd everyone kept, had that if i'd have everyone kept had all that. those t-shirts i could have i wouldn't have to beg you all to <laughs> sign up for the patreon page, page. could have paid for the house like that, that?
1: yeah does diploma take t-shirts as currency he
0: might do i go go on mate i've got i've got an old sick of it all t somewhere." you've no
1: idea how much these are worth yeah
0: tell me i can't afford to pay you an actual money but i do have
1: yeah but do have the three boy hardcore action
0: 1977 ash t-shirt brilliant. in come green have a
1: jo- come out and look at my joker's room yeah <laughs> all t-shirts
0: everywhere <laughs> so basket case nine hundred and eleven million five hundred eighty seven thousand oh. six hundred just, just well, oh. i say just shy mm. 80 million shy i'm sure it'll get there in the next couple of years yeah, so yeah. yeah
1: I'm sure. but
0: it's still their biggest song i'm glad it's their biggest song because it's yeah, better than yeah. the next few you go down
1: when we have when september ends that's got to be in there
0: that yeah that's the third that's know. the fourth biggest sorry after american idiot which is second biggest boulevard of broken dreams it's oh. the fourth biggest and then oh, good into the time of your life that's the top five
1: okay well oh.
0: 21 guns is number six i don't fucking know what
1: that oh, is oh that is awful yeah
0: anyway offspring
1: awful. Mm.
0: self-esteem <laughs> I'm going to say, because it's actually not the biggest offspring song on Spotify. No, it's actually it's the third biggest offspring song. How can, how can that be right? This makes me, this weirds me out about. A very odd. Is that,
1: very is odd. That, that, th- is that Junk in My Trunk in the top five? No. You're no. going to go far,
0: kid, is their biggest oh, song. Really?
1: Must have been used on a soundtrack. Surely. The Kids Are Alright
0: is their second biggest. Then it's Self-Esteem. Then it's Pretty Mm. Fly for a White Guy. Self-Esteem has 504 million plus Mm. listens. I think, because I love Smash, and it holds a lot of emotional, nostalgic weight for me, Smash. But I think I said it when we did this as a classic album when we were a riot act it's quite low down I loved it at the time it's quite low down the list of my favourite songs on smash i got to be honest
1: like yeah I mean it, you know it is, it is in an album of tens well for me it's it's still at least an eight and a half nine I it's a great love song self, I fucking love self self esteem for me is boxy I'll happily put self esteem on mm also when you listen to it in the context of the album it's fucking yeah my te- all my teenage angst is contained here right here it within those kind of three and a half four minutes
0: look at this well, I was about to say of oh, course cool, that little period but actually you get go- Nitro, Bad Habit, Got to Get Away, Genocide, Something to Believe In, Come Out and Play, Self Esteem.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. Everyone, 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 everyone is a bulletproof banger. Every one of those songs, I've got a a a, a core teenage memory attached yeah. to it. So the box album, C,
0: box C, you're saying?
1: Box C for me. I'll I will happily listen to Self Esteem. Yeah, happily listen to
0: it. I think you've convinced me that it's also a box C, Self Esteem. Because I was going to say, oh, it's not one of my favourites. But actually, it doesn't matter because it is that good that I probably When you go through
1: that, that, that track listing, again, the sequencing on this album is fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's great. It's really good. When it gets to that mid-late, when she's saying, oh, there she wants only me. I'm just like, I, I just want to just fuck shit up.
0: <laughs> well, then you should. That's what you should do. Yeah. You should fuck shit up for definite. All me all ooh, me lesion. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Now, Vangina. very, very quickly, because we should probably talk about some things that aren't from the 90s as well. We've done four 90s yeah. ones immediately. Well, yeah. Of course we have. Today by Smashing Pumpkins is actually 149,550,043 listens on Spotify makes it their... What are we looking at? Seventh... No, sorry. Sixth biggest song. Behind wow. 1979, Bullet From Butterfly Wings, Disarm, Tonight Tonight... Cherub Brock are all ahead of it.
1: Mayonnaise is at number zero, right?
0: <laughs> Mayonnaise is... Uh, pop, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you how many... I actually couldn't tell you. Well, I could. I can see if I can have a little look here. Mayonnaise has got... Uh, 62 million listens. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, It's May a good be. song, that, isn't it? Oh. Today, like most Smash and Big Smashing Pumpkin songs, would be Box C for me. I think it's amazing. Oh, I'd happily yeah. play yeah. that Rotten Apples Greatest Hits all the way through yeah. and not skip anything. And then nothing. The only, the closest Smashing Pumpkins have got in terms of one of their big, big, big singles to a song which I'm like a
1: bit like oh, I don't really need to listen to that is Zero. Oh really? Mm-hmm. The only one for me that I probably I. I I probably would put it in box A. Would be tonight, tonight. Oh, you're mental. That's mad. yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad song. But fuck me, that that, that song would was be everywhere. Top of the
0: top of the fucking tree for me. Tonight, tonight. I, tonight, tonight. just really? Tonight, tonight. And and disarm yeah. are the two that I am like, you know, glue them I'll to ta- my ears.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll take disarm over tonight, tonight.
0: I they they sit <laughs> equidistant from each other in my yeah. affections. And today would be. I think 1979 is great. I think today with was...
1: zero box A. Are you mental? How can you not no, like, no, I um...
0: never said box A. I said the closest they get to me being like, eh, you know, I don't <sighs> need to hear that would be zero. That's what it would be. But I still love it. I still think it's fucking fantastic. You know.
1: Everything they did on those first three albums was fantastic, though. Yeah. Even tonight, tonight. Uh, you know, I'm, not, is... I'm not denying it's a fucking oh, incredible man. song And an amazing way for the album uh, I still think they should have opened the album with Jelly Belly But, you know, hey <laughs> Possibly But to, 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 today, today is boxy for me, without a shadow of a doubt It's on Simon's Dream, it's, on, it's one of the greatest albums I've ever made um, I will happily listen to, to, I will search out today Because it will be in my head That that riff uh, I, I remember, you know, teaching myself that on the guitar when I was like 15 and being really happy that I'd worked it out. It was the first Sebastian Pumpkin song I ever heard. I remember seeing the video of Billy Corgan in the, in the ice cream van on the chart show, you know, on the rock chart, I guess it would have been. Yeah. One of the breakers, you know. And I was, yeah, and I was just, I was transfixed. And then I saw him on The Word not long after that doing Disarm and I was I was in. Yeah. So yeah. I, would, I bought Simon's Dream a cassette and that was it. Done. In.
0: life. Cracking band. I think we can yeah. say, say that, can't we? let me down constantly. They really have. They really, really have, yeah.
1: Fuck you, Corgan. <laughs> Reforms this one. There's one, we're great.
0: Sean Brown has suggested a few. Fucking loads, actually. I just clicked on it and like 20 came up. Let's mm. pick one of them. I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, Complicated by Avril Levine is one <laughs> that, that sticks out. Now, I yeah. never really cared about Avril Lavigne back in the day when she came out I didn't really I had no real strong feelings either. I thought Skater Boy was good but then I did really like Complicated I remember hearing that and going eh, "He's good isn't it that is good it's actually her biggest song on Spotify as well oh, really? 715,438,765 thought- oh. listens I thought it would have been Girlfriend his Girlfriend is biggest. her third biggest, which okay. I think is that's the one in it. That's the that's the gold standard.
1: Yeah,
0: banger, absolute banger, great video as well. She's yeah. like so whatever, but complicated, which is a sort of mix between I guess like pop punk and that. Yeah, Vanessa Carltony, yeah. you know, yeah. pop sort of thing that's happening. I yeah. I like complicated. I think I mean. I wouldn't put it on because I, ha- I I don't put it on put it that way all right because I don't really think about Avril Lavigne that much. It's definitely a box B for me. Like when it comes on, I go, "Oh, cool." I've never felt kind of negatively towards it, even in the days when I could have been a right snobby prick about it. I was like, "Nah, nah, I'm I'm in, I'm in for this."
1: Yeah, same. Yeah, box B. Um, I remember this a lot of the time. I think this was her first single. Which is mad, really, because you would have thought Skateboard would have been the the initial kind of, you know, um, kind of powerhouse kind of Mm -hmm. banger. But no, the first thing was complicated. Mm. I remember remember it being everywhere. I remember, I remember like, you know, Mr. Angry writing into Kerrang. People were still writing letters into Kerrang at the time. Yeah. Go, What the fuck are you covering Avril Lavigne for? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, And, you know. Yeah. Did Mr. they come out from... with Levine? I don't remember them coming out with yeah. Levine, Yeah, 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 mm. Avril was in there, you know, and, and like, you know, Kelly O. and Yeah, Kelly know, Osbourne. Soul Wax, Asia, I remember Asian Dove being in there. I remember that that winding up the, you know, the Accept fans. Oh. Yeah, uh, I, it, I, dare.
0: I, I, I could tell a story about when Asian Dub Foundation supported, I think I have might have actually told you this, I can't actually say what happened, but there was a guy that i used to go to college with and we all went to see rage a load of us got a mini bus to go and see rage against the machine at uh, at wembley arena and asian dub foundation supported them and a guy i went to college with who was a dick fuck, i always say he was a fucking dick he shouted fuck off you and then used a very particular asian slur at asian dub foundation while they were on wow. stage and i was like you're was at, a you're at a rage against the machine concert Mm. And you're shouting that. What a cock Absolute fucking dick. So I don't know what that's got to do with Abra Levine. No, I do, actually. It's got nothing to do with
1: that. <laughs> Absolutely no, nothing to, right. it to do. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's, we're riffing it. We're riffing, we're riffing it. It's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, this Box is Fox I, I remember, um, again, in a previous life when I was married, uh, my ex-wife was um, obsessed with Abra Levine. This, this album got lots of plays in the car and you know, the house and da da da. Um and I, I, I was always a bit of a snobby prick at the time. Mm. But I was secretly like a fucking good song so man, you can't deny it. I think was it I'm with you? That was on that album I'm with you yeah big so. kind of ballads or maybe that was on the second one. but anyway, yeah, complicated box B. Okay. Good. I haven't I haven't heard it in a long time. No, I might me neither. I'm going to put it on the van tomorrow. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ken Jameson on the face, on the Facebooks says, Umbrella by Rihanna. Now, Umbrella is Rihanna's second, oh, just, no, sorry. Really? Third, fourth, fourth biggest song on Spotify. Why don't they just put them in order? I don't know why they don't do that. They used to, didn't they? They used to, but it's all fucking no, right low and now. It has 1,290,995,608 plays on Spotify, Umbrella. It's a lot of plays. And Rihanna has oh, 1,2,3,4,5,6,7 songs in her top 10 that have smashed the billion plays. She's doing pretty well. She's doing pretty well with Riri. Yeah. Umbrella, Gaz, what are you saying?
1: Oh, Box A. Eh?
0: No! No!
1: it was fucking number one for eternity i remember it but it was number one what year was that 2004 2005 no
0: it's later than that 2000 i reckon it's 2007
1: 2007 okay and i remember that that summer being the dog shit weather
0: there
1: was no summer that year it was was literally raining famously and raining and raining um all the cricket was fucking ruined and i blame rihanna for it um and i'm it was just everywhere, that song. I I don't know. It just really... It ended up really fucking getting on my nerves. on.
0: Come on.
1: Yeah. What a hard...
0: a hard way to oh, open the yeah, song. Yeah, all
1: that, all that. Eh, eh. Oh. Do you not like Rihanna? I've got nothing against Rihanna at all. Rihanna's all right, man. Mm. Just that song. Fucking umbrella, man. Box. Box Fucking... A, s- and then song.
0: Box C without any questions See, whatsoever. You I listen at
1: the scene now.
0: Oh mate, I listen to this song all the time. It is a fucking massive tune. Umbrella. Oh my god, it's so it's great, like I say, it's got some of the hardest fucking snare hits on it. I I love Rihanna's voice. I just love Rihanna's voice. I think she's really unique. And look, I'm looking at her hits Right, I'm looking at her big songs on Spotify. And to be fair, I like all of them. I really, really like all of them. I just like Rihanna. Just like Rihanna a lot. But again, I think, you know, when she does that slinky, sexy, like halftime R&B pop rager thing, like she is fucking brilliant. And yeah, man, is Umbrella her best song? That'd be an obvious one to pick, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah only girl in the world is great don't stop the music yeah. off the same I mean that whole album Good Girl Gone Bad it's great man I'm having it I'm having a box C I love Umbrella it's just it Fair. makes me want to makes me even just thinking about it now makes me I'm sort of jiggling around in my seat I love it I love it <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I'll take um. I don't know actually I, I take everything over Umbrella Everything, well, not everything. All the good stuff. Okay, well, lots of like it. what else come around out around that time? Um,
0: 2007. Um, what uh, else did come out? American right?
1: Boy. I'll take American Boy over that.
0: that. was a couple of years before, I think. But fine. was it okay? Yeah, I, I got a weird thing where I think of. I suppose just because when I moved to London, there's a sort of this weird cut off which really doesn't exist in. Reality, but for me, it's like oh, there was that, and then there was that. Well, you know what would have come? You know, Mutier and Gravemado would have come out around this. Yeah, time, you
1: know? that was yeah, that was summer two thousand and seven. That mm-hmm. was single of the year that year. Mm. it reminds me, I'll need to put that on the earworm list. You, you, you bloody do. <laughs> I bloody do, mate. A
0: couple of people have said this, but we'll say it. Adam Mack says <laughs> you're not going to like this. Adam, Mr. Brightside, please never again. He says,
1: right. What are you saying? Should we, should we both say it at the same time? Yeah. Three, two, one. B. Box A. Okay. Box B for me. Oh, okay. When we were young, that's Box B. If I'm going to pick a killer song, we were young. as when we were when we were, we were young. Uh...
0: Somebody else did actually say,
1: "Rate Mr. Brightside." I'm trying to find
0: it now. Rank Mr. Brightside alongside all of the other bangers from.
1: Hot fuss. Elliot. Elliot says. It is a banger. I mean, it is, a, it is a banger. Of course it is. I remember the first time I heard it. I remember Hot Fuss getting um, like traction. Because I remember there was there was a quote from... What's his fucking name? Harry Potter. Daniel... Daniel Radcliffe. Thank you. I remember it was at the time when... I don't know what. They were either on the second... Maybe second or third Harry Potter film and there was a quote from him saying oh this new band called the killers hot fuss is my favorite album Da da da, and it's that seemed to sort of give him a bit of traction in this country and going to indie clubs at the time when it, watching it go off when they play mr Brightside and smile like you mean all the singles uh, was it was uh, the other one um all the things I've done I've got sobered they're the, they're the four aren't they yeah I mean yeah. I would chuck
0: you know you got on top you got glamorous indie rock and roll you got uh, Jenny was a friend of mine I yeah, I, I that's have good openly been the last few years I've kind of re-realised how great that record is after kind of ignoring the Killers for a long time because I don't like anything else I've ever done I am a kind of one and done person on the Killers back catalogue and it yeah. is hot fuss but I do say Oh, quite openly, Hot Fuss is a brilliant record. And if you were hearing Mr. Brightside for the first time, you'd go, That yeah. is
1: a very good song. Oh, I'm I'm not saying it's a bad it's a, it's a it's a modern cla it is a classic. It's mm. a classic fucking pop rock indie whatever you want to call it. Um it's amazing. Uh and rightfully, kind of sold millions, and crossed over to those people who buy one record, you know, one CD a year in ASDA. You know, yeah. What I always go on about—that's that's the that's the market. When you reach that fucking market, that's the thing. And if you don't dislike the song; run, you
0: mate. dislike the people that like the song. That's what I think a lot of it is with Mr. Yeah. Brightside, because you yeah, know yeah. I've said it before: it's some covers band in O'Neills on Leicester Square yeah, playing it in front of a bunch
1: of fucking yeah. baby Chelsea that, maybe fans. That's what, and- Maybe that's what it is. I've seen too many dog shit covers bands ruin it. Maybe that's what it is. More than me hearing it too much. Because I haven't actually heard any Killers in a long time. Because I don't listen to the radio stations that would play the Killers.
0: I actually actively put Mr. Brightside on a few weeks ago while I was walking around. And I was just listening to music walking around and I put it on. And I was... I don't know why I put it on, but I just put it on. And I was like, this is very good, this song. One billion... 883,080,950 Eight hundred eighty-three million, eighty thousand nine hundred fifty plays that's a lot somebody told me is their second biggest song it has 600 million so this has 1.2 billion more streams than the second biggest killer song that is absolutely mad i don't want to listen to it all the time but i am more than happy more than happy to go to bat for mr brightside in that context i think I am. I just am. So there you go.
1: I'll
0: go back to the 90s. Gaz, we'll go back to the well. (laughs)
1: well. (laughs) Phew, I was getting cold there for a minute.
0: Oh dear. Wonder Wailer has suggested loads. Sorry, mate, we're not going to get to all of them, but I will give you this one because I think this will be an interesting one. Groove is in the heart by D. Light. Gaz.
1: (laughs) Now we're cooking on gas. Box C for me. Is it? I fucking love this. I've loved this record for 33 years. I've heard it at every fucking wedding I've been to for the past 33 years. Every time I put on Absolute Radio 90s, Radio 2, whatever. Radio 1 when they're being ironic, you know, and play, oh, let's play something old and foggy like, you know. They fucking, you know, knock out something from, you know, because it only came out five years ago, right? Right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Not just me then. I think it is a glorious, outrageously perfect pop song. Possibly one of the best. Do
0: you that want... to mixes do you want...
1: up the, Sorry, the kind of like... So, no, so, no, no, please, go on.
0: No, I was going to give you the Come stats in. on it because they're quite do interesting. Do it. It is, unsurprisingly, D-Light's biggest song on Spotify. <laughs> I
1: don't, what's another D-Light song? I've no idea. What is Love?
0: Has got baby, f- don't hurt. Me. I don't think it is that. But <laughs> what right. is love has got three million four hundred seventy-three thousand six hundred forty-three plays. Groove is in the heart. That's their second biggest song. Groove is in the mm. heart has got one hundred eighty-three million ninety-seven thousand nine hundred seventy-eight <laughs> plays. So it's <laughs> n- yeah. just shy of one hundred and eighty million streams away from the second biggest song. Mm but go on you wow. were, you were bigging it up for box c well
1: it's, it you know it's got bootsie collins on it for fuck's sake it has got Bootsy collins want, what, on what what do you want uh, it it's it's got that that kind of, i don't know that kind of iconic intro it's got the bit with the where the guy goes and it's got the one of those comedy fucking whistles uh you know it's got the it's got you know the one two yeah, I kind of yeah,
0: made it sound like Sesame Street then, weirdly, but you know, or, no, I made, yeah, I made it. I made it sound like Fraggle Rock for a second there. <laughs> to be fair, it's
1: not that far removed from something like that. It's got an yeah. almost nursery rhyme kind of quality to it. Um, uh, the I ah, couldn't dance far enough. It's got about eighty thousand fucking hooks in it. Your chills that the spill and of and satisfaction. Sing it, baby, and it it's just amazing it's so fucking good in fact i'm gonna put it on right now
0: <laughs> please don't because i'm putting it in box a oh,
1: fuck fuck you i
0: honestly yeah. i think it's very you've
1: just let me waffle on yeah about yeah because right. honestly
0: i think grooves in the heart is really good right i think it is a... better it, it, than that. It's, brilliant. it's great yeah it's great i've heard it so many times and yet shit like I, I tell you what, I would take uh, "Connected" by Stereom C's over it. I would take "Turn Tune In Turn On and Cop Out" by Freak Power over it, and I would definitely mad? take uh, "Here We Go" by Stacker Bow over it.
1: Oh yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, well, we have to. We still do have to we- say it. He did he did, he did. direct episodes of Chernobyl, I'd just like to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, he did. He absolutely <laughs> did.
0: And I don't think that's because they are better songs, necessarily. I think it's just because Grooves and the Heart became like the only song that was representative of that funny little kind of... <laughs> funk, well, no, That kind of acid, funk, jazz, 90s rebirth thing. And it, I've heard it so many times now. So many times. That it has lost a bit of its allure to me to the point where I don't want to hear it now because it's oh, like, mate. I want to hear another one of those songs and yet you never do. You never hear the other ones that I've just mentioned. You hear Connected by Stereo MCs a little bit. You do hear that. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't hear Midnight at the Oasis by the brand new Heavies anymore, do you? Not that that's, oh. you know, not that that's that. really the same sort of thing, but like there are other ones of that. There are other versions of of that. You could do just mix it. Oh, I'm just saying, like mix it up a bit. You radio pluggers, mix it up a little
1: bit. But, I don't. Yeah, but those days are long gone, my friend. Unfortunately, they people they stick to the plan. All their kind of research and um, that they do. That people only listen to the radio for like 16 minutes. So you have to hit them with like four. You know, you you put on a, you know a 90s radio station you just put on randomly I guarantee one of those four songs will be like fucking common people Mm -hmm. and someone
0: suggested that as well we we may get to if we have enough time but But, uh, yeah yeah, anyway
1: I I I I I do completely get your point mate but for some reason this one has slipped through the net and I never got sick of listening to it I'm I'm glad I, I, I can easily give you a list of like 200 songs which are like just permanent residency in box A from that era this one, for some reason, I really don't know why. I've no idea why. I've got no particular kind of memories attached to this song at all, really. Yeah. But it's just something about it. Blame, man.
0: Okay. Well, we'll do a few more. Uh, Morton 99 on Instagram. We did put it on Instagram as well. I'm going to do these kind of back to back as well. He suggested a few. I am going to go with the two that are related to each other from your suggestions. Blue Monday by New Order and Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Right, let's start. Let's do it in chronological order. Let's start with Joy Division. Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Now, I think this is such a kind of unique song in the Joy Division back catalogue because really, there's not many songs that it's comparable to. The fact that it came out after Ian Curtis's death, yeah. And they were trying to do something different. I mean, I think there are certainly songs on on Closer that you could go, you know, I guess that's kind of related. I mean, I would say, you know, decades. And when you get to a lot of that second half, there is stuff where you could go, oh, you know, it's a bit more slight and a bit, maybe a bit more melodic, but not like a full-blown pop song in the same way as Love Will Tear Us Apart is, you know, basically like a full-blown indie pop song. I don't think it's the best Joy Division song, although it actually... oh, Okay, it's not my favourite Joy Division song at all, even though I think it probably is their towering achievement as a band. I'm going to put it in box B, because every time I do hear it, I don't put it on, but were I to put it on, I know I'd go, God, this is fucking amazing it's got 367 million plays two hundred ninety-eight thousand one hundred twenty-four for so the rest of it plays on spotify making it their biggest song away from disorder which has 171 million it's not loads is it i suppose they're a bit of a cult band more than actually a massive band but love will tell us about is massive definitely clearly it's a box b for me
1: you haven't signed box b um I would never purposely put it on now. I would have done when I was younger It because it was the first Joy Division song I heard, you know, mm. wherever that might have been, you know, randomly on TV somewhere. Um, and I had I'd no idea that of the connection. I didn't know the story, the history, that, that you know, New Order were essentially, you know, the same band. You know, with That incurs and in. stuff like that. But when I do hear it, it's it still... It it's still one of the greatest intros to a pop record ever. Mm. It's that builds, you know, and then like, you know, the drums come in that sort of, and then just when that keyboard line comes in, it everything just goes to technical. It 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 still gives me a bit of a rush when I do hear it. Mm. And you you see, like in my head, I I I see Ian um in the you know the iconic kind of video where they're playing in that kind of disused. I don't know school or warehouse or whatever, and he he's standing there with that kind of like um like teardrop guitar that Brian Jones from the Stones used to use. Yeah. it's so fucking iconic. Mm. And you know Peter Hook with the bass around his knees and stuff, and it's just like it is amazing. It is. No, it's not. No, it's not my favourite. Um, like you, it, it isn't my favourite. Um, George Fisher's song that's Transmission for me. You know, um, but like you say, it, it is there. It's a staggering achievement where everything they did was fucking revolutionary and incredible and still sounds unbelievable. Th- that body of work that they created in, what, like was it three three years or something? Mm-hmm. You know, ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
0: both those albums are fucking incredible and just, like, they just they were get yeah. better and better. Which I guess brings us on to Blue Monday by New Order. That has... Three hundred fifty-six million nine hundred forty-six thousand and twenty plays on Spotify, unless you want to add in the Blue Monday '88, which has a hundred, which actually is their second biggest song. Blue Monday is the biggest song. Blue Monday '88 is their second biggest song, although that's <laughs> less than half of the listens of the original Blue Monday. Blue Monday, Gaz.
1: Box C. Is it? raw oh the original version it has to be the original version I don't like the 88 remix uh, not, it, not it the cut, orgy it... version well yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah. it has to be the original it has to be the full kind of 8 minute version yeah with the um, and it's I love that this is like one of those songs that just keeps on kind of getting rediscovered like for each kind of following generation and it's that the whole kind of story about it, basically they wanted, they kind of created a piece of music that they could just press play on so they didn't have to do an encore. I love I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, it was the biggest centre 12 inch of all time, yet Factory Records Cost lost money, money <laughs> on every fucking copy sold. I fucking love that because yeah. it was just a complicated kind of cover to design and mm. stuff. Genius, you know, designed by obviously Peter Savile. Everything about it is fucking iconic. And it... It came from that amazing period of like electronic music where everyone was kind of just like just learning and kind of bluffing, working it out as you go along. You know all this kind of when well, it's this kind of um you know well yeah their their um, performance at top of the pop's became doing affordable this. for the first time you know and, yeah and it's but every time I hear you know and all I'm listening for because I'm just a you know sniffy little twat is like. What what version is this going to be? And when uh, when it gets to the like, I think it's eight bars, and it's still going. Dum, dum, I'm like, cool. It's the original version. Mm. Right, I'm going to sit back because I got eight and a half minutes of absolute fucking genius here. And that whole bit where it just cuts out is just like. And I and. everything about it is fucking iconic it's absolutely boxy I will happily search out Blue Monday because I fucking it's just one of the best records I've ever made
0: okay well I feel differently to Blue Monday as to how I feel about Love Will Tear Us Apart in that although Love Will Tear Us Apart is not my favourite Joy Division song but I think it is probably their best composed song I actually Blue Monday is not my favourite New Order song and I don't think it's their best song either True Faith Bizarre Love Triangle Thieves Like Us Perfect Kiss Round Red. and Round, Regret, yeah. I mean, I think I'd probably take Blue Monday over Regret, personally. I think Regret World is World in great. Motion. World in Motion. I know, it doesn't make me cool or anything. Touched by the Hand of God. Like, they've got loads and loads of great, great, great singles, right? Yeah. And I was sort of, at first, I was like, maybe I'll put this in box A because I do feel like I've heard it a lot. And it's so far away from being what I think is the best New Order song. And it's not, you know, even when you go to that, that period for electronic music, I have loads of more favourite electronic songs than Blue Monday but Blue Monday is fucking brilliant and I think when you hear it, it's a bit like, I think we said the same thing about, um, not losing my religion, about, um, uh, what was it, Everybody Hurts, why the fuck did I forget that? But Everybody Hurts, right, which is when it first comes on, you're not necessarily thinking, oh, I'm going to love this. By the end, you're like, God, this is so great. This is so great. And I do probably feel like that about Blue Monday. So I will stick it in box B as well. Although it was kind of dangerously close to potentially maybe being a box A. Let's do a couple more and then we'll hit the road. Craig on Twitter says, Neil Diamond, sweet Caroline. This is a piece (laughs) of piss. For (laughs) me, this is an absolute box A. Get it the fuck away from me, as far away from me as humanly it possibly can go. It's Neil Diamond's biggest song by a mile on on Spotify. Six hundred thirty-five million, six hundred forty-seven thousand, four hundred forty-one. I don't know why the next one doesn't even have another song which ticks over the hundred million mark, which I think is mad. Cracking, uh, cracking Rosie, 95 million is the closest he gets, uh, which is pretty crazy. But Sweet Caroline, uh, particularly over the last few years and its association with the England football team, no shade on it. I'm not like, I hate the England football team, but I guess a bit like, I'm not sure if anyone did ask us about Seven Nation Army, but Seven Nation Army is hard work now. I... Do not want to listen to Sweet Caroline. I do not want to hear it ever again as long as I live.
1: You see, here's <laughs> the <it's a> thing. <laughs> up, to, <laughs> up, to, um, so uh, up to like when would it have been? June, July, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said box box A just. Get get it the fuck away from me, please, God! And then the Cricket World Cup happens, summer of twenty nineteen. Was the greatest few weeks of my of my life. Never thought in in my wildest dreams I'd see. I'd, I never thought I'd see in my lifetime England win the Ashes. I never thought I'd see England win, in England win the Cricket World Cup. Um, and that song was played. Incessantly, in between, you know the overs, you know in between the overs, where the, where the players change ends and stuff like that, and especially in the final, and the final being at Lords, you know the most kind of traditional, fucking fuddy duddy, upper class toff, just shithole that I want nothing to do with. I don't think has any place with the sport that I love, but I get it, history and all that kind of shit, and even seeing these fucking posh Tory toffs just getting into the fucking spirit of it. Lord's kind of turned into a bloody football crowd that day. It was fucking outrageous. It was amazing. And there was something about everyone singing along to that song and it, just, and it clicked with me. I was like, oh, I get it. I get this. Every time I, I hear it now, I don't purposely look for it at all, but when, if I do hear it somewhere on anything, I immediately get taken back to when Ben Stokes single-handedly won us the World Cup that summer. And for that, it's a box B.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I mean, i say like, I'll allow it.
1: <laughs> Tough shit if you don't, <laughs> sorry. Listen to what you want, it? <laughs> it's democracy. <Yeah>. No.
0: <laughs> Dan Baker. The Cure. Friday I'm in Love. Box C. Box C. Oh, mate. I Any Cure song is Box C. No, not any
1: Cure song. What, Mink Car? Yep. Fuck off. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> See, we're both old enough to remember, like obviously, you know, the cure kind of rightfully lauded, right? Just like, but just like Zay right? We remember that period in the mid 90s, yeah, when Bowie could not get fucking arrested. We do remember and that, we, and we both remember that time when Mint Car came out and the cure were fucking just like, ugh, oh, fucking has beans mate. It's fucking yeah, shit yeah, 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 the yeah, Why yeah. The yeah, fuck yeah. Are they still but, around? but, 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 right? That's that's
0: happened fine, and we do remember yeah. that. I'm not saying, but that ain't the question here. The question here is Friday I'm in love, and what I'm saying is, oh. if you hit me with look, look, there are there are a few Cure albums which I agree with, particularly some of the '90s ones where you go. Ooh,
1: Even uh, the album Friday I'm in Love's from, which was it Wish? I mean, yeah, like one album, you know, um, it's
0: not a great album. Do you not think that's a good
1: album? No, it's, it's not great considering what came before,
0: mate. From the I think look, it's not one of my favourite Cure albums, but it's got from the edges Deep Green to Sea on it. It's got Fred I'm In Love on it. It's got Letter Hi, to Elise Hi. on it. The first
1: single was good, High. Yeah, High's
0: on it. It's really good. Like, uh, End, I think, is great as well. Like, mate, there's there's very, very good songs on, on that record. But yes, this was when a lot of bands were getting to the point of, of that era where it was like shit's moved on and also you're maybe slightly running out of ideas. I mean, I would say... Uh, I'm, I'm really just talking about, like... If you're going to, the majority, more than most. I mean, you know, Wild Mood Swings, it's not great, you know? No. It's not a great album, definitely. No. So I'm not saying that everything The Cure have ever done is absolutely brilliant. The self-title
1: from 2004. Robert self-title of 2004 brilliant. is brilliant. very,
0: very good. But yeah, great. Friday I'm In Love mm. is such a early 90s feeling song from a band who weren't even from that era. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. so uncurry in so many ways. But yeah, it looks... It, it feels like a Mike Myers movie. Do you know what I mean? It feels like... It's that <laughs> yeah. 90s. Do you know what I mean? It feels like yeah. The Fast Show. It just... It so feels like Bruno Brooks on Radio 1. I I just... Of all the many, many songs that this band have got that are fucking fantastic. They have much better songs than Friday I'm In Love, but still, I am happy to just whack Friday I'm In Love on all the time and just be like, yes, the 90s. I'm sorry, it's just maybe maybe that's just me. I know it's not... Do you know what I mean? Box, it's not. Box C then. Just a, yeah, it's box C for me. Absolutely, I know it's not faith or head on the door or disintegration. Does, no, or doesn't up. matter. You don't, need to,
1: you don't need to explain yourself. But it's all. great,
0: you know. No. I and it's a great song.
1: I you know, I, I, I you know, I would never ever deny its greatness. I mean, um, you know, Patreon subscribers will know my stories of, of traveling around Europe. There she is. Look, she's back again. <laughs> she's back <laughs> um, But uh, uh, when I was talking about my, my tales of busking uh, this is one of the busking tunes mm-hmm. and it would always make me decent coin uh, so I suppose for that alone I should put it in box B really you should because yeah, you yes. know it it kept me kind of fed and watered and gave me a bit of spare cash that we could stop at one of those dodgy truck stops so I could have a shower first time in like six days or something oh that smell like victory oh blimey uh, but yeah, if if I didn't have that core memory to go with it, Box A.
0: Oh. Nah. 627,146,381 listens. It is The Cure's biggest song
1: on yeah. Spotify. So. I think it was their biggest, ch- highest-charting single as well, I believe. But anyway. Was it really?
0: Mm. May well have been. May I'm well have sure been. Here's one. We're going to we'll do, we'll do two more, Gaz, because we did say we'd do okay. an hour. Done an hour and 20, but... It's been rather fun, hasn't it? It's been a lot oh, of fun. It?
1: It's been great. Can we do this again?
0: Absolutely. We'll keep the yeah. suggestions and we'll do it again another time. Nice. On Instagram, Gary Chalise says, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. <laughs> now, I'm happy to go first if you so wish.
1: Yeah, that's
0: fun. Seal. 392,640,000 Six hundred forty thousand seven hundred and twenty-one. Sorry, plays on Spotify, making it his biggest song by a good two hundred and eighty-nine million plays from the two thousand and twenty-two remaster of Crazy. Yeah. But we're never gonna survive. Oh, oh let's. We get. Uh, don't don't try and sing Sil, He's quite a good singer. Wow. Yeah. Kiss from a rose is. Absolute box C. If there was a box D, being like,
1: <laughs> we can make one, implant
0: for this a microchip into my brain that just yeah. plays this song on repeat, it would be box yeah. D. I could honestly listen to Kiss Me Rose again and again and again yeah. and again until I just drop down dead. <laughs> That feels yeah. like a really good way to spend my life. Just sitting in a dark room with Kiss and a Rose yeah. on loop. Alone. with Naked. Cold. With no... And alone. And alone. <laughs> I think I'd be happier doing that than how my life is currently pan- panning out, to be perfectly honest. That's how much I love this song. I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, this is... This is box D. That got really dark. Accidentally got really dark. Wow. (laughs) Are you okay, huh? I'm
0: fine. I'm actually fine.
1: Always in the chat, mate. Always in the chat. (laughs) You know this. You know this. This is diamond encrusted fucking caviar snorting box D. It's so fucking perfect. It's so perfect. I remember because... I think what a lot of people don't realise this was obviously it It wasn't a hit when it first came out because it came out in 1994 mm-hmm. the second self-titled album um, got the Batman it soundtrack yeah, happened. It, it was the following year yeah. when Batman Forever came out and this and one of U2's best singles as well come out that year mm-hmm. Me, Through Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me mm-hmm. both from um, that's uh, a yeah, good soundtrack Pumpkins are on there The Offspring doing yeah. Smash It Up Oh, lovely. it was Cassandra. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, i well that. Um c- my Rose, man. And that um it's it's just that that bit where he goes, There is so much a man could tell you, so much he can say. You be me. My power, my pleasure, my pain. Baby. Uh, Very it's that kind of little orchestral swell. Mm. Um it's it's such a perfect perfect I'm a sucker for songs like this give me a fucking playlist with just ballads on love it brilliant someone it's did so actually perfect. go can we
0: have the big four of power ballads from the 90s and I was like oh I'll save that but we'll save oh, that be... we'll oh, save that no no I, right, we can I, do I, it I, actually there's I, no I, reason I, I nearly shot me load right then <laughs> yeah no go, but go on it's it's it's, it's sleepy what? valley it's the band sleepy valley I mean I think we know, that's what we think about Kiss a Rose right we're in yeah. absolute yeah, agreement Fucking!
1: Incredible. i could gone for for days about that song. It's so perfect. All right, I'm gonna so I'm gonna chuck
0: you, Sleepy Valley's big four '90s power ballads. I just want you to give me a letter, Meatloaf. i do anything for love, but I won't do that.
1: B. Let's be interesting. Or C. as no C, C because I bought it on vinyl. Vo- I bought it on uh, when it, I went to see Sav a couple of weeks ago. It's C. <laughs> That's a C. What? That is a C. That is a C. That yeah, is what a C. I say? Of course, this is a fucking that C. That is a C. Yeah.
0: Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. C. <sighs> really.
1: C. Yeah, man. Really. Wake, waking up the neighbours is a fucking great album. If you'd asked me in 1991 when it was number one for 16 weeks, I'd tell you to get fucked. Mm. I'd create a new box. Get fucked. <laughs> now, um, it's 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 wonderful. Because it just reminds, it reminds me of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, going to the cinema. I fucking love Robin I love Prince of Thieves. You know, Kevin Costner's fucking, you know, I, I didn't realise that you know, Robin Hood Loxley had a kind of faux American accent, oh, but who awful. gives a fuck? But, you know, R- Richard the Lionheart was Scottish, so. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. You know? It's worth it for um,
0: Alan Rickman, isn't it? Oh, that Castle film.
1: Christmas, mate. You know?
0: with a spoon all that with don't a, know spoon. Why a lispy like he's Muttley or something <laughs> yeah. anyway uh, it's a box yeah. b- i'm thinking of it now Bo- and i'm like i'll, I'll a, give mate. it a box Bo- Box b. Save me box save me
1: celine dion yeah. think twice oh. oh now that's interesting right because top of the pops reruns are up to 95 at the minute mm-hmm. and it is it, and it just got to the point where she was at number one for like six years with this song and i haven't heard it in many years and like you know, Me and my girlfriend sat on the couch like a couple of weekends back and it, when it gets to that bit No, 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 no Reach out before you leave my life and I, 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 I found myself singing along without fucking realising it mm-hmm. It's like I was the ultimate power at the fucking ballroom You know It's Box B It's Box B for me too Yeah, because I haven't heard it since 1995 Yeah, I
0: think it's, it's the least played of those four of the four And the fourth and yeah. final one this is massive Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You.
1: Oh, Box A. Box A for me. Box A. I'm Every Woman, Box C.
0: Oh, there's so many Whitney Houston songs that belong in Box C. Yeah, but well, I'm just going but for like, the Bodyguard soundtrack. Right, you know? yeah. Uh, I Have Nothing. I Have
1: Nothing. Oh, Box C. Mm. Oh, that vocal performance, fuck me. I Will Always Love You
0: is actually Whitney Houston's third biggest song on Spotify.
1: Uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody.
0: Is number one. It's got a billion streams. Higher Love has
1: 860 million. What? Yeah. What? What? The bloody cover? Yeah. Didn't know she did a cover of Higher Love. It's not great. You probably have heard it. uh, It's quite bad. Yeah? Oh. If there's only justice in the world, number two should have been Love Will Save the Day, but what can you do? Love Will Save the Day is... Love Will Save the Day. it sounds like Gloria Estefan it's great got the samba thing
0: it's not even what's the one ah we'll do this another time I Have Nothing's number four Mm. but anyway yeah number three is how will I know number five I mean that's a great song isn't it that's number five and number six weirdly how weird except it's not because all of the fucking numbers are all over the gaff so there you go those are the, the the big power ballad ones let's end with Sean nice Lovely Sean Ledington, Sean. Who uh,
1: Hi, Sean. I
0: ignored your, I ignored your your phone call, Sean, because we were record. We were just about to record this. Sean started calling me just as we started recording. Um, bad. So, but he has said, "Fugazi waiting room."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Fuck. Does man. that count? I guess it does. Seamless. We've gone from Whitney. And Brian Adams to Fugazi.
0: Fugazi. Fugazi, Waiting Room. Let's have a little look. Waiting Room has has got 85 million plays on Spotify.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's because it's the only fucking Fugazi song no? that makes music play.
0: I'm So Tired has got 53 million plays. That's not oh. bad. That's That's a fair old whack. Yeah. So anyway... 85,727,278 plays on Spotify. <addhmen> if it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers version, <laughs> oh, it's box A. Is, is
1: Yeah. Is that how it goes? Because I've never heard this song, Steve. see, <laughs> the intro go again? It's, what, it's like a dubby bass line, is it? Yeah. Wild Arts did a good cover of it. Did they? I
0: didn't know, yeah, I didn't know on, that.
1: Yeah, um, they did that covers album called Does It Stop Me If You've Heard This One Before? They do a really good version of "Unsung" on there that CJ sings. But anyway, mm. um, Oh, it's Box B in it. I wouldn't dare put Fugazi in Box A. Fucking hell! No, no. It's, it's this is this is not Fugazi. have got a fucking fifty. I'd put in Box C at least. I you know, five, five five corporations being in there.
0: I I'm of the belief oh. that Fugazi yeah. don't really have a bad
1: song well, no they don't have a bad song at all so
0: and, and I don't. and I think you know you this is the closest any of this type of music ever got to any kind of sort of vaguely crossover based success right
1: yeah but it wasn't a hit at the time no it's, it's just it's subsequent. no I guess like, new... like like I just said it's, you know six music when they go oh we've got a few guys coming up in the next half an hour you can go down to betting shop and put 100 quid on that. it's going to be fucking weight you're in you get play.
0: you get fucking short yeah, odds on it there'll be a... no point would you oh
1: Nah, be all better are off, mate. Yeah,
0: sorry, I'm not oh, taking bets on nah. that. It's a bit like, nah. I mean, someone actually suggested Punk Rock versus Summer Holiday Routine by Refused, and I was like, uh, I'm not even sure that that's what it's called now. Is, it
1: that, is that the right way around? Summer Holidays this versus pro- Punk Rock Routine.
0: That's it, yeah. You know what yeah.
1: I meant. Yeah, I know. Anyway,
0: someone suggested that, and I was like, it's got to be New Noise, isn't it, surely? New Noise is a similar thing, I think, to Waiting Room. There are these songs that just kind of pop up, and you go, oh, people know this one now, but they don't know the band, yeah. they don't know where they're from. I would I'd certainly put, put that in though. Put I'd boxy. put both of them I'm going to put waiting Room in Boxy because I have never got bored of it if it comes to me it's just another Fugazi song
1: yeah no fair I've I've deducted it and marked because it's it's the only one that certain radio stations will play and it's just like oh come on guys
0: you know you are certain radio stations
1: yeah our fucking name and shame
0: conspicuous by your absence aren't you whatever yeah. that means yeah
1: nah anyway bring Sean Keevney back <laughs> yeah do br- then, oh mate then, do bring Sean Keaveny and, and seriously back. you will get I, you know I know it's all about well I don't know how fuck six music man they, they got rid of Sean Keevney and replaced him with someone who's older than him that annoyed me as much as we both love Craig Charles but I still have a lot of beef about that I'm like get over it guys it's been two years now
0: he was fantastic though yeah. Sean Keaveny he was wonderful. by the way he was
1: brilliant yeah he was fucking brilliant mm.
0: anyway that's it. We're not going to do any more. We could have done this but, for seven hours, but we're not going
1: to. Park them. Keep them. Keep, Keep them. They're the, parked. Um, they're kept.
0: Yeah. This format nice. will be back if you like it, of course. A if lot you of don't, fun. Um, then we probably won't do it again. If you thought it was rubbish, you can say, oh, well, I actually thought that was pretty fucking rubbish. Feel free to do that. I know some people do We've got one particular person who just says that. Whatever we do, so yeah, don't sorry, really yes, yes, i don't really know why you're listening was, to be perfectly honest but drunk. yeah oh, anyway oh, we'll oh, see oh, you next week prick. with more fun things to happen go over to patreon.com forward slash true cult pop literally all of you sign up and uh, sound like not another beggy podcaster begging for stuff in his house
1: oh. <laughs> I thought you could. I thought you could only do that on Twitch.
0: Yeah, go go. No. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for our exclusive <laughs> yeah. content, that's why you should sign up. I need more. I need
1: more pop vinyl figures, or something. I'm writing an MMA book, <laughs> or something,
0: something like that. Something like that.
1: Yeah, I, 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 was, I was just thinking of ideas in my head. Right?
0: <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash pop It's only twenty pound a month. It's not £20 a month. Sign up if you want. You can get exclusive content over there. You've got Cunning Linguists coming tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast today, it comes out. And then, of course, as I mentioned, we're going to be going full Trivs and talking about Ascendancy by Trivium on Wednesday. That will be a laugh. We hope to see you there. And we hope to see you here next week on the True Cop Podcast.
1: Goodbye, Gaz. Love you. Bye. Love, man.